Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. We are at the home studio, which always makes me happy. I have a fellow Colorado-based entrepreneur, and we actually met at a Denver Bazaar, which is one of my favorite things. You get to see someone that is doing their business, and they're on the front lines of it because then they get to see it. We did booths, uh, my first business forever, but uh, the best part of it, it's really <laughs> hard hustle, the setup, tear down, the long hours, and you get to see the consumer up front, and you get to see people and who's buying your product and who's in it, and when I met this human, I knew right away she was on a mission. She was probably like, who's this girl that I've never seen before coming up saying, come on my podcast, but if you know me, that's how we roll. I go big on to energy and vibes. And I knew this was a conversation that had to be had. So I'm excited to welcome Keisha Mathis to the Turmeric and Tequila Mike. Keisha, welcome to TNT. Thank you. I am more (laughs) than happy to be here. I feel like we tried for so long to connect. So I'm glad we We, could finally make it happen today. We did. In the busiest time of year, no less. Right? Mm -hmm. Who would have thought? But we're here. Uh, I don't always read the bios, but I want to read this one because it's so perfectly turmeric and tequila. uh, Because, you know, I love the humans that are the juxtaposition in general. She has a science background, but also has an energy background in merging those two to help the health and wellness world, I think is so necessary in 2023, 2024. And these deeper perspectives on how we help our fellow humans is really huge. So I want to read her bio because I think it's a really great one. Some call her poet, mother, and women's health advocate. At Herbal Honey, Keisha Mathis is also known as a master herbologist and owner. She began her studies in herbology, botanical pharmacology, and formulations in 2005. It was then that she was inspired to develop her first herbal formulation for an ill family member. Her relative was suffering from a great deal of pain and inflammation and wanted to try something natural to relieve it. Keisha spent hours combing over herbs, their uh, precautions and benefits in order to create a tea that would not only help, but also not cause any harm. In 2014, Keisha earned her BS in integrative therapeutic practices from Metro State University of Denver. And as a level two certified Reiki practitioner, she has a passion for holistic remedies and is a self-proclaimed science nerd with a background in biological sciences and a 20-year career in health in the healthcare field. So I love this so much. Uh, I'm Turmeric and Tequila, we always like to talk about the human behind the mission before the mission business cause. So tell us about young Keisha. It was like science and curiosity and was it all there as a kiddo? You know, I've always been um, curious when it comes to science, but I really was more like the fiery science person. I honestly, I wanted to go into pyrotechnics. So oh, so literally fire. Other... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I really love chemistry and just um, how things work when you put them together. It's it's so fascinating to me. But um, I ended up more going kind of the biological sciences route. Initially, I was like, oh, I think I want to be a doctor. Um, and then I was like, I'm going to put that on the back burner because there's a lot that goes into that. And my life had taken a little detour. I had some children and I was like, well, that sounds like a lot to take away from them because um, just going to school takes away a lot from them in, in and of itself. So. Um, And I just, along the way, fell into herbs and fell in love and ended up um, 
adding integrative therapeutic practices. I was a double major that and biology, but I ran into some issues with the biology department kind of towards the end. And I was like, okay. come on, you guys, it's it's eight credits. But I ended up, I, I dropped it. I went with the, the ITP, which is um, alternative medicine modalities. And, you know, I'm just as happy as a clam either way. There you go. Do you, uh, would you consider yourself more religious or more spiritual? Or a combination? Um, so... I feel like that's like this weird conundrum when it comes to the explanation of religious versus spiritual, um, just because a lot of times when people think of religion, they think of regimented and rules. But um, my position in my religion as a Christian is really based more on my spiritual relationship with the Lord. So it's like, you know, it's like both, but it yeah. doesn't necessarily. <laughs> to work in tequila. <clears throat> I think it, you don't. Yeah. I mean, we, we in society, we're so often conditioned to put things in boxes and organize it. And I think that's a humans understand and digest things. However, it's a very archaic approach to things. So I asked that specifically because I could tell, you know, it's a juxtaposition of both things. I mean, even just with like the traditional biology and doctor world. And then here's like Reiki and energy. And there's room for both. We really need both, especially to help people in this day and age. Uh, but it's I, it's a funny, weird balance. Do you think that not going that biology route was maybe one of the best things or that disruption in your process, intentional or not, was like one of the best things that happened to shift you onto the, the further right path? Um, I don't know, because I feel like they are so intertwined that it just gave me like the little bit of extra Umph that I needed in everything that I do. Um, just the understanding of things on a cellular level and, and disease processes and things of that nature. I feel like that puts me in a position to not just be an herbalist, but to also like consider the whole person. Yeah. Because as much as I love herbs and natural medicine, there's still times when I will tell people, um, hey, you, you probably should see a doctor. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, yeah. There's because yeah. there's so many factors when we're talking about illness and um, infection that really just need to be considered sometimes in a different light. Um, yes, you can do a lot with herbs, but sometimes the smart choice, depending on how um, the disease is processed for you and your symptoms at that time, the smart choice is going to be a combination and to see the doctor. So I'm really big on complementary medicine. I don't believe in the exclusive use of one over the other. Um, I believe in the marriage and the balance between the two. Amen. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Longtime athlete. So I've run my laps, well, literally and metaphorically, around the medical system from cortisone and knee injections, ACL surgery, reconstruction, cleaned it out, um, strep through all the basics. Like we've we've run some things and and the practitioner usually, in my opinion, is the key piece. And a lot of people and high-end doctors, you know, surgery is business, it makes money. And um, if you're selling consumer packaged goods or topical stuff or whatever, a lot of it is business. So it's so important to find the right human that's actually, like you're saying, with this whole human approach, it's considering all the factors that, you know, you can fix one thing, but then it really needs to be a lifestyle adjustment versus just something else that you need to take. So um, I really am 
such a fan of practitioners like you because it's 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 that whole human approach and that's how you can really get to the root of the problem and not just you know chase a symptom or give you something that's not there or just make money off the situation and yeah you know the medical situation i'm sure you know this probably better than i do is about that business and <laughs> that's a whole podcast in itself mm-hmm. so it is it is yeah um and sometimes you know it's just me knowing hey i'm not what i'm not what you need but let right. me recommend this or this company or, you know, something, something different. That's not. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like the idea too of being proactive. So you, maybe you can address things before it gets to that level where you need to incorporate, you know, more Western or traditional medicine. Cause I, I completely agree. There's a space for both. Um, but I also am big on humans empowering themselves and taking charge of their health and their own situations prior to some of those situations where we're, we're pushed towards a more difficult, costly decision and not even just monetarily, but time and energy. Um, those can get big, but so tell me, okay, so you started at what point were you like, I love this and I'm going to start a business. Um, probably about the third family and friend formula. Okay. Were they telling you like, just do this for real or were they the ones telling you to be an entrepreneur? No, I I had one friend who was really big on getting me to start a business. Um, but you know, family and friends, if, they can call you and say, hey, this is wrong. Can you can you make something for me? And I make it and bring it to you and tell you how to use it. You know, that that's different than having to go on my website and maybe, you know, getting a family and friends discount. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there, there so, is that crossover line no- where it comes like, okay, it is actual business now, so stop calling me at midnight. <laughs> go online, stay off Google, but go online. <laughs> That that's funny. It's it's a tricky balance. However, do you have like um uh like one of your favorite success stories or something that was like, man, I really know I am on path. I know I'm meant to do this. You, something small or something large where it was just like someone came back to you and it's like this made all the difference. Oh gosh, um, I've had a few. I think one of my favorites, the first formula that I made, that was for my ex-husband's uh, grandmother, and she used that formula regularly almost up until the time that she uh, was no longer able to be mobile. It was for her arthritis. Um, She was a medical professional herself. Her doctor was like, yeah, take Advil. She was like, he's on the sauce, clearly, because I'm not taking Advil every day for the rest of my life. It's not safe. And so she was like, hey, I heard that you're studying this. Can you make me something? And I was like, absolutely. So, and she was really healthy. The only medication she had was for um, her blood pressure. Okay. And so, yeah. And so outside of my um, general formulas, I do custom formulations all the time too for people. And so one of my favorites custom formulations that I did was for a friend and she ended up um, being able to stop um, getting her iron infusions after I was able to make that for her. And so that was huge for me because, you know, iron infusions or even iron supplementation, just some of the uh, little things that come along with that. Sometimes people have to deal with constipation and other things. So a lot of times medications lead to more medications and more, more discomfort and problems. So uh, that that was just, that was just great for me. I love to be able to help people. But I think the biggest thing with me helping someone is if I say, hey, these things will help you, but it's only a Band-Aid. You've got to change X, Y, and Z 
you know, I, I see how you're eating, how you're, you know, because when I do a custom consult, I ask all the questions. Well, how, what's, what's your sleep like? How are you, you know, because I, I want people to know you can't just, herbal medicine is not a replacement for over-the-counter drugs. It's just not. 80% yeah. of our issues boil down to our daily choices and our lifestyle. And if you're not prepared to make adjustments in those, I can give you something that will help. But the long-term change that you need starts with you. Bang. I couldn't agree more. And I love that you have that transparent conversation. And again, the consult to actually taking time to understand the entire situation versus just addressing the symptoms, which I don't think happens a lot in our traditional medical system because things happen. They've got about 15 minutes. They need to see 100 people a day. It's, it's tough. It's not a system that's really set up to succeed. But without going into that whole podcast, um, can, can I, I'm really curious, what did you prescribe, if you don't mind sharing, for the arthritis or just anti-inflammation? Inflammation? Do you have... So it's one of my flagship blends, actually. It's called a Savannah's Blend. And so I named it after after Savannah. That was hey. her tea. Okay. <laughs> so, so I made a her tea? a tea and a salve. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Okay. All right. Well, you need to lean into the CrossFit community because I guarantee you <laughs> that I'm serious. That is like the jam. We'll take anything. I mean, it's a marketer's dream because there's disposable income. Everyone's beat to shit and, you know, they're they're into the holistic stuff. So um, <laughs> unintentional solicited um, advice. I, I could imagine um, when I'm heavy <laughs> into lifting, I will use that for my soreness. And then I have a tincture that I make for myself for recovery. Okay. Um, for muscle recovery. <laughs> yes. Wait, so I'm a meathead. I have to know what, tell me about your lifting situation. Um, I'm just getting back into lifting. So um, I broke my elbow in 2021 and tore some ligaments in my ankle. Um, okay. It was a really weird, like freak accident. It's super hilarious. Actually, I just was coming out of my garage to put it simply. <laughs> Oh, did you slip and fall? And I fell. No, no, I, I jumped and fell. I was being a little extra. Okay. <laughs> so, but I didn't drop my hot dog. That's, oh, that's no. what really matters. I did not drop my hot dog. <laughs> oh, okay. You did not. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, I had a little bit of uh, of depression behind that, not being able to, you know, get in and do things how I wanted to. So I'm just finally getting back into the pattern of being responsible for my physical health. And so... Yeah, I'm um, okay. hoping to, I'm starting with just uh, body weight and light weights and then hoping to get back into the gym within the next three to six months and really start, you know. Yes. Do you just do like the traditional um, gym, like machines and free weights and whatnot? So I like to lift, lift. Oh, like only like Olympic lifting? <laughs> My son actually is a, a power lifter. Um, he's okay. on a break from that right now. So sometimes I'll train with him. Um, but, um, I won't say as far as Olympic lifting, I'm not, a, I'm a half and half with machines. I really prefer like free weights just because I feel like you get, as long as you're positioning yourself properly and you're using good form, you really get more out of it than what you do on a machine. Um, oh, sure. There's parts of your body that are going to engage when you're doing a free lift that you're not going to engage on, on a machine. You're just really going to target that specific muscle. So I really like to only use machines for recovery. Um, like if I'm uh, nursing a 
something and I really need to get like just my left leg then you know yeah like just get like hyper focused yeah yeah well just the stability from the free weights like you said it involves so much more stuff I have to ask another lifting question uh where does your son power lift um that is gonna be a question that I'm just gonna have to be embarrassed as a mom to not answer because I have (laughs) You you've no idea. <laughs> we usually well because so uh, the reason I ask is powerlifting is pretty hard to find. It's gotten bigger a lot because of CrossFit and people are lifting within that, and then they it kind of took off. And when the Olympics come around, it gets exposure. But it's kind of hard to get into unless you had exposure as a young person. Did you guys have Olympic lifts in your house, or where did the powerlifting exposure come from? Okay, I don't know, well, girl. I just I just TikTok. got a call one day, and he was like, "Yeah, I got a competition. I'm powerlifting." You know, he used to be an athlete, yes. and so he and his sister they were they were competing together. Oh um, yes. So I was like, "Oh, okay. I'll I'll show up. Where am I going?" Yeah. I oh my god, I love this, especially if the family. I train with my dad and my brother, so this is this is funny. That's it's really cool. It's awesome to have something. Uh, like a, a mission aligned with your family, that two humans or however many there are, there's three of us that are training towards I, that's magic for the relationship. And um, like you said, my worst depressions in my life, well, a couple of them were when I was injured, torn ACL in college, 18, didn't know how to unpack mental health then. And then later on, you know, um, when I had uh, some other knee stuff and just when I was out of the game and I couldn't do my normal routine, I think people forget as athletes or competitors or people who train or fitness enthusiasts, when you can't do the physical motion, it's not about the physical, it's about the mental and not getting, you know, the dopamine or the um, energy release, like even the community. Did you notice like your mental, I know you kind of said before, but did you really notice your mental shift? Yeah. I hit, I hit a whole like downslope. Yep. And so um, I went like from, I jumped from that depression into a whole other morning related depression. And I was like, okay, you know, at some point we're going to, we're going to come out of this. And so I've been kind of struggling to get back at being consistent. And yeah. so I, I think I've hit my stride. Yes. <laughs> so okay. We're going to see. It's huge. Well, and I think the cardio is key, but I mean, I'm such an advocate, uh, especially as females for our female health and everything else. It, it's so important to move weight, not heavy, but just have some yeah. sort of intentional um, impact and um, move it and do heavy things. It's good for your bones, your metabolism, your hormones. Yes. It's, it's so many things. Especially for our bones. Like, yeah, you can't sit around and be like, how do I break this hip? Well, girlfriend. <laughs> Right, right. The bone matrix strengthens itself when it's pulled upon, and that generally exactly. works best with weight. Movement helps, but weight, go. weight's the best part. Hey, I don't, I don't feel like they push it enough with women. I know it's, I mean, we're in uh, 23 days, a different era, even since I've been in high school and whatnot, but it's, I don't think it's talked about I enough. Think there's but... still too much money in it, you know, between yeah. the medications and the surgeries and all of those things. Mm. Anything yeah. that's a, a huge money maker. Oh, you know? for sure. And now they for can sure. get you in and out faster. They're like 15 days from doing a do it yourself, you know, hip replacement, I'm sure, Ooh. the way they get you in and out. Yeah, you don't want that, <laughs> so. man. That, once you go beyond the tinctures and the teas, like, <laughs> you got to figure something out. You need to get up and, and grab some soup cans, like, do something simple and walk around the block and do, you know, the 1980s thing or whatever you got to do and figure it out. Well, so when, so, okay, you started the business. Um, Do your kids use anything? Like, do you give them stuff for recovery or anything else? They do. Okay. Um, They use the recovery tincture. They'll use the salve if they need it. Um, And 
of course they drink all my teas. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to get some of like the younger and the older generation to try new things. I think my younger kiddos, I do a lot with consumer packaged goods and we're in health and wellness are more open to trying new things and whatnot. You know, they're not as locked in their ways, but then older generation, man, some of the humans I worked with, they're pretty locked in on like, I'm going to take a pill. I'm going to do this. Have you noticed any of that resistance like generationally? So most thing I get generationally, like the older generation, they are strictly coffee or tea. Okay. Like, <laughs> they're, not, they're not too apt to cross that boundary or to, to try something different. And then, you know, kind of the mid range, like Gen X millennials, they're like, what, what do you got? <laughs> and the the younger generation, it it sometimes it depends on what's been trending on on TikTok. Oh, I heard that such and such is really good for this. Yeah, and I'm like, it can be. <laughs> oh man, I know the social media. That's a big reason we started the podcast because I was coaching for over 20 years, and I saw in high school played a D1 sport, and I just I didn't grow up with a cell phone, missed that whole thing, and I just saw the impact. I'm like, man, this thing is. The guide it's the first influencer in what's going on in a lot of these big decisions in our young people's lives like we got to start telling the truth and getting people doing good things sharing the story um because they are listening and we got work to do so <laughs> that's why you're on the mic today really to share share the good word and disrupt TikTok in the best way that we can absolutely so okay we started the business i i want our young entrepreneurs to get motivated even if they go to nine to five and get the traditional space uh that's something i would have suggested i did do entrepreneurship right out of the gate out of college because i was done having a boss as a coach and i just had to figure it out and it wasn't maybe the smartest decision so i'm an advocate for doing the nine to five get some savings do what you got to do and then i think every human should have some sort of entrepreneurial side business or whatever it needs to be so you have um something to build over time and then not have to rely on some of these traditional systems tell me how you started the business because it's not easy you gotta do the llc like there's all this stuff outside of the actual product and the dream and the mission that you've got to deal with what were some of like the first steps you did to make this uh solidified business so i feel like the first steps were kind of the easiest okay but um you know, coming from a place of um, traditionally being an employee to um, being in charge and the only one in charge, there was there was no ladder. It it was me. Yeah. yeah. Um, I joined up with uh, Sister Biz, uh, which is a local to Colorado. They do business coaching and other services for Black women entrepreneurs, and because I had no business acumen. You know, uh, all the little things they talk about, like knowing your numbers and budgeting yeah. and da, 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 da. I'm like, you know, I, I make tea. Like, I, <laughs> I had no clue what I was doing. And so over the last five years, um, I've learned a lot, but there's still a lot more to learn. I think one of the best things that I learned is that I don't have to be an expert in everything that I need. And if I'm willing to put the effort and the time into it, I can find someone who's an expert that can either A, show me how to do it so I can manage it at a minimal level until I have the budget to fully pay someone, or B, someone who's willing to come alongside me um, for a season and do the work that I need done. And so um, I would say the, the biggest thing to doing it is to not be married to what you think it should look like. 
because uh, you have to be prepared to pivot and change and to know that the thing that you think is great for the market might not be the thing that people want, you Mm -hmm. know? And so um, I've had, I've done changes within my product line um, over the last five years. Some things I don't carry anymore. Um, they, I was like, oh, this will be great. And everybody was like, eh, half and half. And so, but that's fine. I'm like, you know, don't be married to it. Figure out what it is that people are selling. You know, do the research. Denver Public Library has a great business center where you can schedule an appointment and come in with your idea and they can help you look at, you know, is there an audience for this? Is there an audience here in this area? Because it's great to start locally, um, depending on what it is that you're doing. And they can help you find, you know, okay, well, where is my market? Even down to the zip code, girl, you you yeah. know where you want to, <laughs> if you're doing, you know, like I have been some of the different bazaars and different pop-ups, you can know what areas you want to be in and what areas you don't because your people aren't there. So um, it's a lot of work. There's a lot of like work and there's, you know, can be mentally taxing sometimes. But if it's something that you're passionately about, passionate about, it's totally worth it. Um, and then give yourself check-ins along the way. Like, do we still love this? Do we still want to do this? Um, I definitely had a check-in with myself last year. Like, do we still love this? Like, we still love it, but we're starting to hate it a little bit. Okay, well, what do we hate about it? Is that something somebody else can take care of for us? Or do we just need to like, you know, put on our big curl panties and make it happen? And so, you know, always check in with yourself or, you know, I love it, but maybe I want to sell it. Okay, well, what does it look like to put it together so somebody else can take it like a brand new house? Just turn the keys and walk in. What what are we doing? There you go. I needed you way earlier in the game to tell me all of this. I didn't, I I mean, I was a very young human on multitude of levels, but the resources, I knew there was some stuff and this was 20 plus years ago, but I think that's phenomenal advice that there are resources out there now and you can get as specific as you want and there's groups and clubs and mentors. People really do want to help people and there's good humans out there that want to see fellow entrepreneurs succeed and there's clubs and everything and the upside of social media is like our humans our communities our customers are accessible through social media and through the internet or through facebook groups or it's one of the positive one of the few positive things that come through you know this digital world where you can connect so much easier and faster is not just not as many brick walls as there once was for starting out to um be an entrepreneur and I couldn't agree with you more also that it's really hard. This is your baby when you start it and it's, you know, your heart space. You're so much more connected to this to than to like a traditional job where it's someone else's dream. So it's really hard to let go of what you want it to be and, and want people, <clears throat> excuse me, to want it the way you want it. But you got to take that intel back and then modify it. And that's what the game is. I've changed my stuff so many times that it's a practice to not be a, too emotionally attached to the mission. Um, cause the mission is helping people. So if they're telling you they need something different, you just got to listen. Absolutely. Cause you're not going <laughs> to help anybody um, right. doing it right. just your way and what you want to do. Right. Yeah. And I also think it's, uh, entrepreneurship is very glamorized. Like you make your own hours and you do this and da da da. It's not, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's loading yeah. boxes. It's counting invoices. It's mm-hmm. doing all the hard stuff, but just like training, you got to do some of the stuff you don't want to do. Yeah. 
it's all you have to do is click these boxes here here here's sell this product on amazon okay well what if nobody likes it you yeah know, no guarantee you're gonna make a hundred thousand dollars a week i i really hate some of the advertising that they have out there that says just do this and you'll yeah. be in there <laughs> well it, well it's just like fitness like you said you, this is why you have a broken hip you didn't do the work prior like there's no quick fix there's no pill there's no easy way to a million dollars or a super healthy lifestyle like you just got to do the work on the back end and if you do it and do it smart with you know your community or your resources i think there's ways to do it were you intentional about um obviously in to that we focus on mental health and community we naturally are covered one but tell me about um if you are, if you were intentional about the community around you, it sounds like the business organization was a key play, but do you hang around other entrepreneurs to get tips, like even at these pop-ups or stay in touch? Um, just for more I support do. than anything. Um, I have a, a group of six women. Uh, we met through Sistabiz. We were part of a cohort. Nope, nope, it's seven. I don't know why I always get that number wrong, but um, <laughs> we, we did a retail cohort um, which was all about, you know, getting retail ready. Um, oh my God, what? Uh, it's probably almost six years ago now. Oh wow! And um, we still hang out regularly. We meet up quarterly. We bounce ideas off each other. We proof each other stuff. Sometimes we like, well, how does this label look? Does it? Do you feel like this fits my brand and and different things? And encourage each other. You know, yeah. hold each other up when we need to. Um, hold space for one another. Like. We've had plenty of gatherings together where, you know, one or more of us have cried and yep. it's just, you know, part of the journey, like recognizing I'm a human, I'm not a robot. Yep. I have this dream. I have this passion. I want to do this, but, you know, I still, life is still a thing. I still got to live it along the way. And sometimes life is, it's not the prettiest picture. Yeah. Yeah, that, I would call that my church if that's the group of humans you have right there. Because the journey is really hard, man. And it when stuff goes wrong and you got to take big risks and uh, and you don't know, like you do all the research in the world and all the things and you don't really know till some of this stuff gets put out to market and you got to just yeah. show up. And like you said, be ready to um, audible and, and modify and adjust. And but tis life. That's kind of how stuff goes. And I, you know, I think that the community is the, probably the biggest blessing or one of the bigger blessings of entrepreneurship. Do you do you think entrepreneurship in general, I know you, you seek out to help people make money, have a mission, but do you think it's complemented your life overall in so many other ways that made it worth it beyond the end game of the dollar impact? Yeah, um, I think the best thing about the entrepreneurship journey for me is just learning that I really do like people. Um, yeah. If you would, if you would ask me, you know, ten years ago, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not really a people person. I don't really like people. No, I, I really do like people. Um, I'm much more extroverted than I would have really probably ever acknowledged. But you know, just through the course of life, um, at a certain point, I was like, I think we need some therapy. And so, you know, we, we got some therapy, and I was like, oh, it wasn't the people, <laughs> it was the drama. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And so, just the opportunity to meet different people, to encourage different people. Um, like I said, my product is not going to be the product for everybody. And I'm okay with that. Um, but even having the opportunity to, you know, send someone in the direction that 
and it's going to be beneficial for them. Um, I just I just really enjoy more than I thought I would um, lugging all my stuff out to <laughs> an outdoor market and <laughs> you know all you know 800 pounds of it and setting it up and you know sharing some tea and conversation with random strangers like who would have thought yeah. that that would be such a good time. Um, well, this is why Universe had you lifting early because it knew you were going to be doing this, not as a fitness thing, just as an entrepreneur, but it was it was in the cards either way. Um, but like you said there, just the connections of meeting random people you would otherwise never come across with and somehow find something something in common because like people are coming to you, they're obviously drawn to the product for reasons. So you already have at least one thing in common. And that's magic in this day and age. Like our society is pretty disconnected and there's so many barriers for so many reasons. If you can find any point of connection, that's amazing. Yeah. It's hard work too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even maintaining just your standard everyday connections. Yeah. Um, you would think it, that social media would make it easier, but social media is such a, a really just a, a surface level thing, right? Like yeah, it's you a highlight really... <laughs> It really is. I mean, it's, I'm here because I I've, I've, I do a lot of like influencer coaching and marketing. We were doing influencers before it was a thing um, because I was working with startups. No one had money. So we, key community influencers was like, you know, coaches and leaders and this way before Instagram and all that. So I, I'm such an advocate for leaders and communities that are doing things mostly because they'll take on the responsibility of something working or not. It's not just about making money. So I'm here for it. And now in this day and age, I've had to switch the narrative and not be like, it's so cringy. It's so much because it's just negative energy. So I'm here to applaud the right ones doing it the right way. And it's still pretty shallow waters. So, you know, you can digest it as much positively as you can, but you have to acknowledge what it is. <laughs> Absolutely. And and not lose too much time or headspace yeah. to yeah. The, the, that space because everybody's an expert, but nobody oh. knows anything, right? It's <laughs> Well, that's, that's why I like the consultation so you can dig in a little bit. Do you think the, I'm very big on like, like energy attracts like energy. So if you get yourself correct, I think I really do believe the right things come in. Do you think Reiki and the study of energy, do you think that helped your path and, and even maybe helping find your consumers? Um, I don't know. So okay. um, Reiki is another thing that I fell into. Okay. <laughs> I honestly, I haven't done um, any any Reiki for a good, probably a good five years or more, um, just because I came to kind of a crossroads with the teachings of Reiki and my faith. And oh, okay. I was like, okay, well, how do I reconcile those two? And so I haven't come to a place of reconciliation. Um, I still, and it's, it's weird. I don't even know how to really kind of describe that. Like I still do, um, I guess, a form of healing touch, but it's not centered in the principles and the, the process of Reiki. Sure. Um, so, yeah. I love, well, I don't, I, again, as a branding professional, I don't think we often get very tied up in the label and the brand of what it is, even though it's 
call it whatever you want. It doesn't change what it is. Like old school philosophy, like reality is nothing more than applied meaning. I can call this cell phone. I can call it, you know, chair or whatever. It doesn't change what it is. So I, I just like the mindfulness around energy. Heat can't be created or destroyed or the mindfulness, like even just super diluted water down. Oh, the you just went physics on me. Yeah. yeah well, you have <laughs> a whole don't. world of happiness in here. <laughs> <laughs> well, because people get weirded out about the woo. I love, you know, card readers and I love all the things. And if you know, you know, physics, like you said, energy can't be created. So it's there no matter. You run your hands, you feel the heat. It's there and then it's gone, but it's not gone. It's just in the air now. So when people get weirded out about the woo, I'm like, it's just physics. Like if you really just think like if energy can't be created or destroyed, it's here somewhere. So call it what you want science will whatever doesn't change what it is so i i know a, a lot of the like bikram yoga some of these like branded situations again are business so then I, again this could be a whole other podcast it gets cringy in how they make you want to do something and believe a certain way but my thing is like as long as you got the skill set of the practice and you can take what you want from it and put it into your own world i think it's really beautiful to have the mindfulness around energy and understanding you know that it's there it's everywhere and what you put out i really believe is what you get back whether it's you know i'm literally doing the physics heat thing or i'm just saying you give good energy i'm showing up for you like the way you're showing up for me uh i i think that's just a really cool life skill and just something to kind of keep in our awareness absolutely <laughs> that's that's all that's that's as far as i can go in physics right there i wasn't a math human or <laughs> or even science really we were more the creative side but so okay. tell us Break us down on herbal honey or herbal honey. I asked her full transparency on the air. I'll just go with my blonde self here. Um, I said, I'm like, do you say herbal? Do you say herbal? Like, I don't, I don't, you know, tomato, tomato, and we're, we're on the same page of herbal. So herbal honey, tell us more about the business. I, you talked about the mission, but products that you're excited about, things that are coming out, like break down the business for us. Um, so business wise, uh, my biggest goal is to not get caught up in the creative side because okay. I, love, I love making stuff I love um, I love formulating I love putting things together and testing them and giving them to other people to test and so what I'm really excited about is uh, I have some women's health bundles that I'll be launching um, over the next couple of months. Uh, one is specifically for periods um, okay. I'm still kind of caught up on the name like I kind of want to call it a perfect period bundle but okay. I don't want anyone who's like my period was not perfect <laughs> so like drag me for filth on social media over the name so we we may not we may not go perfect um but it's just a phenomenal bundle of herbal blends designed to help balance your hormones before, during, and after, and provide some relief for cramps as well um, for ladies that do deal with those. And so the greatest thing about being hormonally imbalanced is that the greater level of balance you get, the lower um, level of cramps that you'll experience. So my hope is that for people that start out with the bundle that, um, offers a relief for cramps that they'll eventually, you know, migrate to the other bundle, but that will depend on their level of consistency. And of course, you know, some of their own personal choices, but I'm really excited about that. And then um, I have my platinum version of my Balance Her Tea, which is my women's hormonal balance. Uh, the platinum version is for women who have ceased 
you have cycles or are uh, menopausal, essentially. And so I'm really excited about that as well. So I just, you know, I probably have, you know, more fun than any one person should have with dried plants. But um, (laughs) I just, I, it's like, it's always something new. And I'm like, okay, you got to slow down because you can't have 11,000 products and, you know, (laughs) they're like, let's, let's, you know, let's, I'm always trying to figure out, okay, where am I going to niche it down more? Like I just, a couple of months ago, launched a a line of uh, beauty-based herbal blends. So, um, and I I gave that one a whole new, a whole new um, moniker. It's a, it's a beauty mark, but the Beauty is spelled B E A U T E A, um, okay. and my tagline is "Beauty from the Inside Out" because you know that's where it starts, right? Yeah. And so yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to pump my brakes a little bit so I don't overwhelm myself, but also still enjoy myself along the way. Yeah. Well, the joy is a huge. I mean, you can't let the business side take over too much. I've definitely been on both sides, where then I'm like, do I hate this? Yes. Okay, we got to fix it. So you got that balance. I mean, it's really hard, and you still do have to play the game of keeping it dialed. And really get niche specific, blah blah blah. But the creative piece, and if that's the fun, I man, you got to keep the journey joyful, or otherwise you will be selling it and just say, okay, that, that's it. Um, I this is a whole rabbit hole we can go down, but I'm super curious. Obviously, there's a major gap in the game for women's health, women of color's health. I've got lots of friends dealing with menopause, fibroids, um, really brutal periods. I mean, oh, there's so much there. But did you, um? Have you had people come to you with some of these more significant situations specifically for these products or what inspired you to focus in on these? Because it's funny you said that because it's just such a massive overlooked situation. Um, so I've, I actually found myself kind of on the outskirts of that with other people um, kind of suffering through these different things or like, you know, women be like, oh, I hate my period. I'm like, oh, I don't mind mine. You know, it's just, you know, it comes in, it's a few days, lets me know everything's still still working down there, you know, Um, because, you know, well, I'm 45. And so, um, you know, I could cross that that line any day where it just kind of starts, you know, doing its own thing. But I'm like, there's tons of other cultures where menopause isn't a thing. So what is the difference with American culture? Well, it generally boils down to what we talked about earlier, lifestyle, right? Like, how are we eating? What are we exposed to? So those little things make a difference in how we age and what it looks like. And so um, having friends who are struggling with menopause or um, some of my um, daughters at a younger age dealing with dysmenorrhea, so really just um, treacherous periods, extensive amounts of pain and cramping and, you know, coming to the understanding like, okay, there's there's lifestyle change that needs to happen, you know, mm-hmm. uh, processed sugars, they're endocrine disruptors, they really throw off our hormones, but, you know, we crave them, we crave them when our periods are coming, but some of that is not just about your period, it's about your gut, because your gut is like, get get this effort to get us a candy bar, because <laughs> we ain't had no sugar today, and so, you know, you train your body to to want these things. It's just like nicotine. Your body's going to ask for it and you're going to be like, oh, OK, let me I'm craving sugar. I must need a candy bar. Oh, I must yeah. need this chocolate for my period. Oh, well, you know, maybe you need some magnesium, you know. And so just the just the understanding that not everybody is having like a comfortable period. 
Mm -hmm. um, and being like, okay, well, this is what I do. Maybe what I use can help you. Because there was a point in time for me where I did have, you know, cramps. But now that I drink my hormonal balance tea regularly, I don't. Sometimes wow. my period can be a surprise and nobody wants that surprise. You know what I'm saying? I mean, well, if you've had a few party weekends, you might, but that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> you, you never know where someone's at. So I got space for all of it. It's yeah, I'm 143. So I'm with you. So it's always mindful awareness of, you know, what's our body doing? Which way are we going? Uh, but for our young people, man, it's then you get into the conversation of fertility. And I have um, some of my friends that are, you know, late 30s and 40s facing hysterectomies. And like, there's just some bigger things that, you know, we just yeah. don't talk about early enough. And these lead to bigger procedures. And, and then really, life packing if you did want to have children or something and yeah. it's hard because women are working later and you know it's a whole thing mm -hmm. um but this country i get terrible cramps so i will 100 percent check out your tea situation because i i that's the only time i really take advil because i try to stay off the nsaids and the anti-inflammatories i'm obviously a massive fan of turmeric in the daily situation um but i don't i don't i don't love my period because i actually noticed in my lifts i'm about like about five pounds like lifting heavy weights lighter when i'm on my period so that even competing that's you can get into the minutia there but i think it's it's good when you can not hate something so <laughs> go go get the teas y'all <laughs> Get at it. Do you, are you doing anything special for the holidays and your, uh, or the new year? I know every, health and wellness is going to kick off come January 1. Do, do things spike for you around that time? Um, no, it's usually kind of a little bit slower. Oh, um, interesting. But we okay. uh, will probably be doing a special on our detox. Um, <laughs> Acceptable. With it. <laughs> Tequila fam, Yeah. <laughs> Over, we'll probably um, kick that off towards the end of the month going into um, 2024. And then we have a personal trainer that we partner with that has a, um, a detox program that he runs. So you can do that along with our detox tea or just, just the tea, of course. So we're, you know, always trying to like round things out. So Hell yeah. I love that. So, I mean, strategic partnerships, relationships, I think that's so awesome. And it's all the better you can serve the community because you have these multi-layers of support, you know, what you're consuming and then physical exercise or community and mental health, like it all fits together that positively impacts the end result. And strategic strategic partnerships and creative strategy, I really don't love when people put like these fancy names and, you know, that's not that fancy, but it's more just like be around the people you want to be around, work with the people you want to work with and see where you can collaborate. To me, that makes all the difference in the world and it makes it just that much more fun. Absolutely. Nobody wants you, to do all this alone, right? Right. Yeah. No, we're, we're pack animals. Like you need your humans around you and, and you need to be in the mix of stuff. And, you know, the people around you, like that's where some of like the best ideas can come from. Cause like you said, something sounds great in your mind, in your head, but when someone you reverberate it or they hear to like, give you feedback, that is better than your initial idea. Like you need, you need your crew around you. Absolutely. Are, are you doing any um, pop-ups? It's it's really cold outside right now. But are you doing any pop-ups that are coming up? Uh, we'll actually be down at the convention center at that market um, the next two weekends. So this Saturday and then oh, cool. uh, the following Saturday. Okay. What are the hours of that? I might actually, I, I'll I try and get this out before December. But... This Saturday, uh, I don't, I'm going to lie to you. 
I think it's okay. like ten to six this Saturday. <laughs> and I'll I'll update it on my uh, on my website and send it to you. I love it. Well, we'll we'll come find you. I found you once, so I trust universe. I say God, universe, Madonna. I'm a huge Madonna fan. Whatever is leading me in the right direction, I'm keeping full faith and putting it out there. Um, but I I really appreciate this conversation. I do have a million more questions, but I'm I'm pumped that you are not only doing what you're doing, but the approach you have of consultation, a whole human approach, applying different pieces of your journey to really service people. Um, you are an influencer out there doing big things. I don't know if you want to wear that label, but it's true. And we really do need good people doing good things from a very mindful um, and heartfelt space because I know uh, people are in need on a lot of levels and it's all got to fit together. Where where do we find you? Hit us with website, Instagram, all the socials that you love that you want to share. Absolutely. Website is herbalhoney.net. Um, on social media, you can follow me at Custom Herbals across all platforms. Hey, hey, friend. Um, do you, do you? Or my last question that I ask everybody, and I'm really excited to hear what you have to say. What is success to you? Success to me, um, I feel like for me, success comes one person at a time. Hey. Um, each individual person that I help or get feedback from, like that for me is almost like the gas in the tank. Like um, the money of course is great. Like, I, I know that sounds probably weird to some people, but I feel like money is a tool, right? Oh yeah, I get so, it, yeah. Um, yeah, can I use it? Absolutely, but how, how do I choose to use it? So the biggest thing for me is when I really accomplish that goal that I set out with in starting my business, which was to help people. I actually had to be uh, coached into making uh, my prices um, an actual, an actual like decent thing that would keep my business in business <laughs> because I was like, no, I just want to help people. They need to be able to afford it. But then there's that, that underside, you know, the conundrum of, well, you know, if it's too cheap, people aren't going to see the value, right? They're not going to understand the mission. They're going to be like, it can't be any good. Mm-hmm. for yeah, this price really. yeah <laughs> the business game gets us all though but yeah and accessibility is always a conversation so again it's that balance that we got to find well that is amazing i really appreciate your time and energy thank you for making time during this holiday rush um i hope i get to see you in person soon but i'll, I'll definitely be checking out the teas absolutely thank you so much for having me and i hope you have a great rest of your day yes likewise thank you keisha all right thank you for joining turmeric and tequila with your host Kristen olson tune in next time and don't forget to subscribe on apple google podcasts spotify or wherever you listen